My name is Nachum Siegel, and this is the Nachum Siegel Network. And today we are at the Barkan Experience at the Barkan Vineyards in the Shvelat Yehuda, the Judean Plain here in Israel. We have plenty coming up, including our uh, hosts discussing the Barkan Vineyard Experience. We'll talk about this magnificent facility, and I'm surrounded by barrels of wine. Could you imagine? It's all coming up. Keep it right here at uh, NachumSiegel.com. This is the Nachum Siegel Network. Shalom. <laughs> Shalom Alenu. Who
Shavala 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 with Oseh Shalom. Here we are. We have finally made it to the Barkan Vineyards after hearing for years and years how incredible an experience it is to visit Barkan. We are finally here. Uh, the uh, kibbutz is called Kibbutz Chulda. Many of you might be familiar with the uh, geography, with the region. And the Barkan's uh, uh, vineyards have something called the Barkan Experience here at their Wine Experience Center. If you're watching, you see how there are barrels and barrels of wine behind me. And next to me is Nani Vandenberg, who is the head wine guide at Barkan. Shalom. Thank you Shalom. for being with us today. Welcome. Thank you. Here. You, in fact, are the chief wine guide. You know how to welcome people properly to a vineyard. <laughs> this is my job. I greatly appreciate that. How long has Barkan been here in this area? Uh, we opened the visitor center three years and a half ago. Well, Very three nice. years ago. Cholomoyed Pesach. We have a birthday coming up. Uh, and uh, but the winery itself, they moved here from Ariel in 2000. Very nice, and it's quite a facility. This place is magnificent. Yes, they took the idea from actually one of the wineries in Napa Valley, Opus One, the Mondavi mm. Winery. So if you look around, you know it's basically in the shape of a barrel. So when visitors are coming, they're walking alongside the barrel. Right. They watch a movie inside the barrel, so they feel like they're already aging like uh, one of our good wines. <laughs> And then afterwards, we take people to the uh, barrel hall. We, they see the bottling. It's a very nice facility. It must be incredible. And it's open to everybody, right? They can, even, yes. even those who are underage when it comes to drinking can come and, and see the experience, right? No, according to Israeli ah. law, the age of 18. <laughs> I cannot serve under, age, under the age of 18. But we give children, uh, obviously, grape juice. Right, I can understand that. But my point was that families can come and enjoy it together and you know, yes, see everything, yes, et cetera. Yes. Et cetera. Um, how many wines does Barkan have at this point? Uh, last harvest, we got to 12 million bottles. Pretty amazing. Mm-hmm. And how many different varieties? We work with about 25, 30 different uh, varieties. And what seems to be the most popular Barkan wine? Uh, most popular, uh, Cabernet Sauvignon here in Israel is the most popular. So we have our reserve, special reserve, classic. Um, by variety, Cabernet Sauvignon is the most popular in Israel. Right. And the barrels that people are watching right now. Okay. Are They're all, full with wine. Right. Those are all filled with wine. They're active barrels, as you would, mm-hmm. call, as you would mm-hmm. call them. And there, all those, I don't know, 20 some varieties could be in there. Yes. Yes. Obviously, they're labeled properly. So you yes, can, yes, you can keep yes. track of what's yes. going on back there's, then. There's labels on each barrel. <laughs> okay, so there you go. So everybody who comes, get, get, they can actually keep track of what's happening here uh, at the winery. And any idea how many barrels are there? There are, there are. Behind? You want to have a guess? I mean, I have no clue. I don't know. I don't know where to start counting. Even. I mean, what? You uh, can throw me a guess. I don't know. There are a thousand barrels there. No. Two thousand. Go up. Twenty thousand. No. So somewhere between two and twenty. Yes. There we determine. Six thousand five hundred barrels. Six and a half thousand barrels of yes. wine. For those of you who love a good wine, can you imagine you get to do what I'm doing and sit in the middle of six and a half thousand barrels of wine? Nani Vanderberg is with us. She is the uh, head wine guide here at the Barkan Vineyard Experience. Um, so what's the reaction been? How have families uh, enjoyed this experience when they come and spend time here? No, it's such a beautiful facility, and we do also events here. You can do a bar mitzvah, the table we're sitting, you can do a bar mitzvah, right. sheva brachot, right. weddings. You have any any kind of option besides the standard tours that we do here. And I would assume you serve a lot of other things then besides wine. Obviously, obviously. <laughs> but the focus obviously is on our wines. You bring in the caterers and yes. they take care of the rest. Yes. And, um, and now Pesach is on the way. So what's this period of time like for you? Is it much, much... Uh, Very busy. I can only imagine. Here in Israel, when we drink the most wine. Right. Here in Pesach Israel, time. Pesach, Rosh Hashanah. Right. 
So obviously we have on Cholomoyed Pesach, we do a lot of family activities that children can come. They can make their own uh, label. Nice. They get a, obviously they don't get the wine. They right. get the grape juice to take home. And in Cholomoyed Sukkot, basically we have uh, manual harvesting for families also. Right. What about these? There's a store involved in this thing, right? People could actually go and buy wine. Yes. Are there other accessories as well? There's a lot of fun stuff any, in there? Any kind of, because besides wines, we also produce here Arak. We mm. have the brandy barrels on the on, on both of our sides also. That's a very serious drink, Arak. Yes, it's very, very popular. It is very Especially popular. in the last few years, especially with American yeshiva students in Jerusalem. Oh, you pay a smear. <laughs> <laughs> this is what we discover when we visit Barkat, <laughs> that the American yeshiva boys <laughs> are coming it here. It used to be vodka, but, you know, uh, you know, at, at, at the moment is Arak Ashkelon, which we produce here. Wh- which is more responsible, vodka or Arak? They're both 40% alcohol <laughs> really? proof. Yeah. Arak is that high? It's very, very I high. I didn't yeah. realize that. Yeah. Uh, what can people find on your website? What can they learn about the uh, winery when they visit the Barkan website? Uh, basically, you have the list of all the different series of wines that we have. And then there's a separate uh, category for bookings for the visitor center. Right. Now, if someone, because we have a lot of listeners who are going to be hearing this and seeing this, and they're on their way to Israel next week, can they still reserve for Cholomoy? Yes, yes, yes. Even though we're a week yeah, away, they yeah. can still reserve and come You know, up. here in, in general in Israel, they, they book always last minute. Sure. You know, so you have people even showing up on the day itself. So we do, especially on Cholomoy Pesach, that people can even come on the same day. The website, the web address is barkan-winery.co.il. That's barkan-winery.co.il. That's where you can get information about all of this. And you can check out what the Wine Experience Center is all about. You have in front of you two different wines. Yeah, what, well, uh, what we you forgot. You know, we opened the wine and yeah, we didn't be, even drink. would be nice to get the drinking going yeah, here. Yeah, you know. We're already 10 minutes into the show. Yes. Who thought it would take this long? Uh, that's a special reserve. What? Special what reserve. It's a series. Here you go. Thank you very much. It's a series that came out in the U.S. Uh, last Passover. Yeah. But here in Israel, it's already for... Two years already in the market. And it's called? This is, uh, it's special reserve, but we have different varieties. So this is our Chardonnay. We okay. also have Sauvignon Blanc. Um, 2013 vintage. Uh, was that a good year between me and you? was a good year. was a good year. was a good year. Uh, Nothing spectacular, but a solid year. A solid year, <laughs> yes. But this you can talk I with like the winemakers. I believe of... I know something about this stuff. That's great. <laughs> you want to smell the wine? We will speak. I, okay. I'd love to smell the wine. Okay. Mm. It does it smell no, it's like... It's a beautiful color also. Yes, it is. It looks and smells okay. like a very nice vintage. No, yes. I don't know why you said solid. <laughs> I'm leaning towards spectacular. I don't know. <laughs> Wow. Smells great. Imagine that. Yes. I never thought I'd L'chaim. smell one. L'chaim, l'chaim. Yes. Enjoy. Mm. Now that's the way to start a day. And these are grapes that are coming from the Judean Hills. We have vineyards all over the country. Including on this very spot. Yes. Actually, when you came, you drove up this morning, this is the largest vineyard in the country. It's really? It's about 500 acres vineyard. Uh, but we have vineyards spread all over, uh, from the border with Lebanon, Dovev, in the area of Tzfat, Kerem ben Zimra. We have also, obviously, in the Jer- Jer- Jerusalem hills, Judean hills. We have in the desert, Mitzperamon. And we have towards uh, Betguvrin, Lachish area, we have also another large vineyard. It's pretty Look, amazing. I- I'm, I'm amazed at how many vineyards there are in general. 
in Israel to begin with, and all these boutique wineries and wineries that are constantly popping up, uh, but you have uh, some all around the country, which is pretty amazing. Tell me about the conditions in this area. Oh, everyone always talks about that the different soil and texture and, okay. you know, it always affects the kind of wine. We, we, are, sure. we are drinking sure. what type of wine because of the grapes of this area? Okay, the area here in Kibbutz Hulda, because we're central Israel and it's pretty warm region, right. the soil is different. So the best quality wines, you need to think of Upper Galilee, Golan Heights and the Judean Hills. Mm. But again, every vintage is different. Right. So we had a few years ago here a vintage of extraordinary wine that came from this vineyard, which is a warmer region, but still, you never know. Every vintage. Right. You never know. Yeah. A little bit hit or miss. You do some tastings yourself. You have the experts out there. Yes. That's part of the tours. The yeah. That's part of the tours also when people obviously they do the tour. Right. They will not leave the building until they drink a couple of wines. Right. Understood. But I'm <laughs> saying that your experts, your experts will go ahead. And they will taste different things, and they will sometimes be surprised themselves at, okay. at certain vintages, right? How sure. good they are sure. and sure. how well they're developing. That's how it works. Uh, Barkan Vineyards, the experience happens here. I assume you're open six days a week. Or is it five? Five days. Five days, Sunday, Sunday through Thursday. Sunday till uh, Thursday. And if we have special events, we open also on Friday. Sunday through Thursday. If you're heading here to the Holy Land for Pesach, you want to check out the Barkan Experience uh, you can uh, go to the website, barkan-winery.co.il. It's barkan-winery.co.il. You have another wine that's next to you over there. Ah, okay. What is that one called? The special uh, reserve? It's a special reserve, but it's a Merlot. Mm. Okay, I just need We have Chardonnay glasses. and we have Merlot. There's no shortage of glasses here, I can tell you that much. This is very important. The glass is important also. You see that? Yes. I would notice the go. difference of a wine in one type of glass or another type of glass. <laughs> You I'm want to that, do you want to do a tasting uh, not, ch- check? I'm not that sophisticated, frankly. I don't think I can tell the difference. This is, you know, you don't have, you need to have hundred different kinds of glasses at home. This is a standard tasting glass. Right. So when you swirl the glass, you basically you get all the different aromas going. Put your nose deep into the glass. Take a deep sniff. Now, obviously, if it's a smaller glass, you know, like, it's harder to put your nose inside also. Right. So you cannot smell the wine as such. So basically, you don't need 100 types of glasses at Tell home. Tell me what I'm smelling. How come I can't identify okay. it? What is that? Okay. What's in there? Now, basically... It's driving me crazy. I can't figure it out. Okay. What is that? I have a list, if you want, from my studies, you know, that helps you to recognize different uh, aromas in wine. It's called the Aroma Wheel. And basically, it helps you to recognize wines. I think I need that. You need that? Yeah, I think okay. So. <laughs> now, it's but like you training can. wheels. I need the aroma wheel. <laughs> but it's very subjective, also. You know, like right. I can tell you, I can smell here some any kind of dark red fruit, maybe some strawberries, maybe some black currants. I got some plum. Could be. I got it some could, plum in it there. It could be plum. You know, yeah. like it's subjective. You yeah. know. I'm a bigger expert than I thought. Okay. I, you I see. Feel, you I see. feel that plum aroma. I'm telling you. And maybe you. you feel maybe something kind of an aroma of the barrels that are behind us because we have French and American oak. That so could this, be dominating the smell. Yes, there? yes, yes. That well, that's help unfair also. that that yeah. smell interferes with this yeah. smell. What and American do about oak that? smells different to French oak. <laughs> yes. <laughs> French is more expensive, <laughs> obviously. You know, as French, as everything French, it's more expensive. But we have about 80% of French oak behind us and about 20% of American oak. How old's the oldest barrel behind me? 
No, here, because we want the, uh, want the wine to age optimally, we use uh, of an aging cycle between one to two years only. That's it. We don't want to over-oak our wines. Interesting. Yeah. So uh, up to two, one to two years. And then we reuse the barrels up to six years. So it's three cycles. And that's it. And then basically we discard the barrels. We just don't throw it on the street. You Understood. know, like, no, no, no. We basically sell it to smaller garage wineries or to private people. All right. So it's valuable to somebody, but yes. you want to use yeah. fresh yeah. barrels. Yeah. 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 It's funny. Cause Up to six years. Right. Because when wine is involved, we're always thinking of, you know, the older, the better, but there no. is something in the process yeah. that cannot yeah. be yeah. old. Yeah. It has to be new. All right. There you have it. Uh, anything else we need to know about the Barkhan experience? No, just come over. Everyone should come and yeah. enjoy. It is an experience, and you'll see just how amazing this place is. Again, the website, barkhan-winery.co.il. Nani Vandenberg is the head wine guide at the Barkhan Vineyards here in Israel. Tadarabah. Bekef. And Chag Kasher V'Sameach. Gam lachem. There you have it. She's getting ready for a tremendous <laughs> holiday of Pesach that's coming up. We'll take this musical break. Be back with plenty more. Tanachum Siegel Network. Barkhan Vineyards is where we're at in the Holy Land in Israel. Keep it here at NachumSiegel.com. To sing your praise My heart to feel the joy Let me have the gift For which I'm yearning Another night In Israel Desert flowers blooming in the spring The grapes upon the vine Let me walk the beaches in the moonlight Let me fall in love in Israel Wherever you go shares from our souls A time to mend A time to gather stones A time for peace In Israel Let me hear the voice of bride and groom Of laughter in the streets the prayers of our children so they need not fear in Israel wherever you go 
All right, it's an Alchem Siegel Network as we continue with our Barkan Experience. That's right, we're having an experience of our own here at the Barkan Winery. The Wine Experience Center is in the Judean uh, Valley of uh, Israel, the Judean Plain, I should say, Shvelat Yehuda. And um, those of you who are coming to Israel for the big holiday of Pesach, we have a tremendous suggestion for you. Spend one of your days of Cholomoid coming to the Barkan Experience. You'll, you'll see some of what we have right behind us. You can see it on the uh, video. Right behind us, these incredible wine barrels, and of course you'll have an opportunity to taste some of the uh, delicious wines and to uh, enjoy some of them this Cholomoy. You can check out the uh, website, barkan-winery.co.il, barkan-winery.co.il. I want to take this opportunity and thank some of the people who have been so helpful to us during this journey to the Holy Land, including the Inbal Hotel in, in Yerushalayim with Alex Herman and company. A big thank you to the Inbal Hotel for hosting us, as they always do. A thank you to Travel Cell and our friend Josh Melman, who, uh, again, is responsible for us being in touch with the United States all through this journey. And I thank him very much for that. And uh, you can check out our friends at Travel Cell as you uh, rent your phones and all your other equipment for your big Pesach trip to Israel at TravelCell.com. And a, a big thank you to our staff, including our uh, chief engineer, ZK, and, of course, PC Guy, and I have been outlining for you all the variety of ways that PC Guy can be helpful no matter where you are in the world, including, of course, in Yerushalayim. And they give him a call, and he'll take good care at 054-943-6109, 054-943-6109, or check out the website, thepcguy.co.il. Again, that's thepcguy.co.il for information. We are here at the Barkan Vineyards in Israel, and Ed Salzberg is the chief winemaker, and he's stepping in and joining us in our makeshift studio in front of his barrels of wine. Shalom. Welcome. And if I may, I appreciate that. There we go. Thank you very much for being here today and for hosting us here at the Barkan Winery. Well, the winery is very glad to have you. We are very proud to be working in association with Kedem, which is the, by all manners of uh, thought, the leading kosher establishment in the United States and North America and probably in the world. And we're very, very happy to be part of their family. How long have you been part of their family? Oh, about 20 years. Very nice. And <coughs> how does one first dream about and then realize the dream of becoming a winemaker? Uh, it's like Willie Mays said. It's like, uh, you know, falling off a log. <laughs> That's it? Yep. Simple as that. You knew this was what you wanted to do? No. It just, you fell into it? Yeah, it happened. It was a good idea in 1972. I thought I'd uh, check it out. I wound up at Davis. And, uh, you know, I'm here for it. And Davis means on the West Coast? Yeah, the University of California at Davis. And, uh, yeah, 42 years later, here I am. How's the experience been for you? Thrilling. (laughs) <laughs> what was the first what was the first bottle of wine you ever made? Well, <clears throat> I guess in 1975 when I was an assistant uh, at Inglenook, uh they let me do second picking and old vines which were planted in the 1930s right after prohibition. So I picked a couple garbage cans with wine on a Sunday and uh made it in the basement. And it turns out really good. What did we call it? Uh, what did I call it? I called it wine. <laughs> that was about it, huh? Homemade, yeah. homemade wine. What made you think that Israel would be a good place to expand your wine career? I didn't. I thought Israel would be a good place to be as a Jew. Right. And uh, uh, 
while I was here, the, everybody said, um, it's a shame not to continue your wine career. Right. So instead of being a kibbutznik or a Talmud Racham, I wound up as a winemaker here. Right. And uh, how did you and Barkan get together? Well, let's see. In 1995, uh, they offered the winery is working at, uh, try to sell themselves to Shmuel Boxer. About two weeks later, he came up and he caught me in Tel Aviv at some kind of occasion. And he said uh, they, ought, they want to sell the winery. And we did an evaluation, and there's nothing there that's worthwhile except you. Would you like to come? <laughs> so. The rest is history? Well, it's, uh, what, say, it'll be 19 years next month. Right. 20, so, actually. If it's, uh... Uh, I've been here. Uh, I started in uh, 1996. Right. So it'll be uh, in May, years. 19 years. Yeah. Right. Um, it, it, the holiday of Pesach is coming up. Oh, yeah. And you know that American Jewry, just like Jews around the world, spend a lot of time preparing their Passover wines. Uh, is every wine that we are tasting here today available in the United States? I don't know what you've tasted, and I don't know whether it's true or not. I really can't say. I'd imagine that uh, they probably arrange the wines that are available in the United States. There wouldn't be much chance, much uh Tom, no. Uh, it wouldn't be much uh, uh, logic in right. bringing wines that wouldn't. you no, excuse I, me. I've been here long enough that I don't speak any languages the way you That's fine. But my, my, my question really is if, if, if the international community has taken to all the different varieties that Barkhan makes at this point. Or, I don't know, do we have, do we have different tastes than they have in this side of the world? Uh, people still want to drink Cabernet and Merlot. They, you can throw a lot of great wines at them, but they want to buy Cabernet and Merlot. Everybody's trying to expand. We make a huge number of very good wines, but uh, they still want to see Cabernet on the label. And how many Cabernets do you think, how many bottles do you think you make in a year? It depends on what, how we have, uh, well, I really don't remember. We have a large number of series of wines, and each series there is Cabernet. Right. Uh, I think we make uh, maybe 10, 12 different types of Cabernets, and each one, and some of them are very limited, 10,000 bottles, and some are millions of bottles. Right. So. so some of those varieties are sold out, and, and it depends on the vintage and, I guess, the harvest, etc., right? Well, uh, my job is to uh, overcome the... The challenges? Yep. <laughs> the obstacles? The challenges. Are they overcomable? Well, I'm still here. Nobody's fired me yet. <laughs> so you'd have to assume you've done a pretty good job at it so far. No. Do you have a favorite of all these wines? Nope. Not, there's no such thing. No. Nope. You the, think they're the, all the good? The standard answer is it's like asking me to choose between my children. That's right. my favorite. But basically the answer is for any one particular occasion, there are a large number of wines which would be suitable and which would be uh, pleasant and I, I, I having, I approach the problem more as a, uh, as a challenge, uh, of trying to do a good job for every, uh, particular assignment. Right. For every particular niche, for every type of wine to make it the best possible solution. And uh, I, I feel the same kind of accomplishment that somebody who has repairs. My grandfather used to repair fenders. Uh, he worked, worked with that. And when he finished repairing a fender and he did a job, he was very satisfied with himself. But he didn't go out to, uh, you know, put it in the uh, 
the uh, exposition in in Montreal of the best fender repairs. Right. And and I have the same kind of attitude. I have the satisfaction of knowing that for every niche, for every level, we've done the best we can, and it's uh, in our whole emphasis, that's the word, emphasis, uh, is uh, to make for every particular line of wine something that is the best possible value for right. someone's money. And if the kosher consumer around the world likes those cabs and Merlots best, that doesn't bother you. That, that's their tendency, and that's fine with you. Those are the children of yours they seek out the most. I don't find myself either qualified or able or interested in changing the what people want. Right. Understood. Well, My job is to supply what they want. Right. And if they keep demanding those two varieties and others, you're going to do your best to supply them as best you can. Oh, that's for sure. And as as, as hefty a rate as possible. Um, what is the um, uh, what would be the biggest um, the biggest surprise for an American winemaker to find out about making wine in Israel? Is it something about the the land, the temperature? The what, what would be the biggest adjustment an American winemaker would have to make if they came to make wine in this land? Uh, let me pass on that. <laughs> Are there differences, though? There's got to be. Oh, yeah. California ain't Israel. Well, I I don't want to... I'd rather not answer. Okay. It sounds like some trade secrets no. could be revealed. <laughs> well, Ed Salzberg is the uh, is the uh, chief winemaker here at the Barkan Winery. Please invite all our listeners to come and visit you and enjoy the uh, experience here. Well, I'd be happy to have everyone who wants to come. We have this uh, visitor center here, which has been uh, built on a tremendous uh, investment, and it's uh, probably the most impressive visitor center for wineries in Israel. It's remarkable. And uh, we'd be more than happy to have everyone and every person who wants to come and visit and taste. We'd be happy to have them. Thank you for welcoming us in Chag Sameach. Ed Salzberg, he's the chief winemaker at Barkan. And that's where we are, the Barkan Experience, here in Israel in the uh, Shvelat Yehuda. And you are all invited to participate. You can get information by going to the web at barkan-winery.co.il, barkan-winery.co.il. More coming up. We'll be tasting more wines in a moment. This is the Nachum Siegel Network.
It's an Achim Siegel Network. Here we are at the Barkan Winery in Israel. Could you imagine? Final day of our broadcasts and uh, couldn't end in a better way than with a great visit to Barkan. Jay Booksbaum was right. He said this place is spectacular. He has given us an accurate report. We're about to do some wine tasting. That means Miriam L. Wallach must join us. you got to get over here. I mean, I have an opinion when it comes to wine. She has like 30 opinions when it comes to wine. I'm not going to pass on that. You have nothing to do with wine? <laughs> That's also true. She says she has, she has 30 opinions, nothing to do with wine. Um, we are speaking with Irit Baxershank, who is a winemaker here at the Barkan Winery. Irit, shalom. Shalom. Thank you very much for welcoming us here today. Zach Meltzer is the youngest winemaker, I am told, on the Barkan property Indeed. and the Barkan company. Yep. How are you, yeah. sir? I'm very good. Thank American, you for having me. American uh, born and bred? No, not at all. Where are you from? Israeli born and bred. Are you Israeli born and bred? Yeah. yeah. Your English is so good, you fooled me. How do you like that? <laughs> That's imagine, what I'm aiming for. Imagine that. And we have Miriam L. Wallach to my right. You focused on her for a moment? She's the, our wine expert. Um, okay, so here we go. Irit, we're a week away from Pesach, actually a little bit more than a week, and, we would, uh, and we've already tried a couple of wines. You heard our Yeah, yeah, earlier. the special reserves. We tried a couple yep. of things, yeah. We like starting with the special. It's our policy <laughs> when we go on the road. We start... With these special reserves. So we started the special reserves wine. Uh, there are others, though. What could you introduce us to? What could you tell our listeners about? Which wines? Uh, there are many. Let's, but, bring, um, one of them. Let's yeah. bring one of them down here and yeah, see what we've got. One of my favorite series that we make is yeah. the Assemblage. Mm. It's a series of blends, yeah. Assemblage in French, blend. Right. Gotcha. And it's regional blends. So it's very Israeli. Um, it's for food. So for Passover, it's one of my best recommendations okay. to have. That's why it's a... Does it go right. with the traditional Passover meal? Definitely. It does. Yeah. It matches well with the yep. food we eat on <laughs> Seder night. <laughs> Just checking. All right. So uh, it seems Miriam Wallach is very anxious to have a glass of that wine. So maybe we should pass her one. Let's right. let's start no. pouring some of that assemblage. Yeah, let's, let's go with the Eitan. Assemblage. Yeah. Let's try the Eitan. Oh, that's the one we're trying for? Yeah, we're doing Excellent. from the light to the heavy. Ah. That's how we do they wine. Sy- Is that a fat joke? They, yeah, have, they, have, si- they have sympathy on me. They know I'd, it's much easier for me to start with the light wines and work my way up. And start with the heavier ones. Don't worry, I'm driving. So this is, and let's get a nice shot of this. This is the Eitan, Assemblage Eitan wine from Barkan. I can pour this into any glass? Yep. 
Any glass I Any. want. Whichever. Look at that. I'm so experienced. They, they let me do this myself. <laughs> Could you is, imagine? Is Nachum pouring the wine correctly? Of course yeah. I'm pouring the wine yeah. correctly. No? He needs to have this twist. That I'm experienced. Right. There has to be a little in the wrist. Yeah, well, I'm having problems. By I, the way, thanks for pouring for me also. I appreciate oh, this it. one's for you. No, that's yours. I said you're going to drink See, first. Now, Zach, how long have you been here at the Barcon Winery? I've been here for uh, seven months now. And someone told me that in order to gain a proper wine education to come and be employed at a winery, you have to leave Israel to do that. Is that accurate? Well, at the moment it is. That's the way it is here. At the moment it is. But then again, uh, Israel universities are starting to uh, to employ a, a winemaking uh, study program. Really? Across the country. So the it's going to be soon that you'll be able so to do it So it is going to be soon. But then again, when you... Um, as from what I've heard from Irit, from um, when you look at people that studied abroad right. and people that studied in Israel, there's right. a huge difference, um, especially uh, people coming from Australia or or the states. A higher level of wine education. A higher level of wine Simple education. Simple as that. Exactly. So yeah. you you got back from being abroad and you were then prepared to go into the wine workforce over here. Yeah, I you just came back last year, actually, in January. Just came back to the country and um, right. from studying in Australia, in Margaret River. Right. And um, took me about six months and um, got employed in uh, Barkhan Wine. And the on-the-job experience and sitting with and learning from winemakers who've been doing this for years must be priceless. It is. Uh, uh, beyond the fact that I'm sitting with the, uh, you know, one of the best winemakers that I've met. The queen of winemakers. <laughs> the queen of winemaking, <laughs> especially goodness. in Israel. <laughs> Um, <laughs> this this winery is so huge and so big, and it has so many facilities, and so and the range is just amazing from uh, the varieties of of, uh, of grapes that you work with right. uh, to the uh, to the cooperage, the coopers that we work with. We have about eight or ten different uh, barrel manufacturers. And it's just it's just an amazing experience. Yeah, I'd ask you your I mean, favorite, but I got school. yelled at by Ed for asking about a favorite, so I'm not going to ask you. Your really? Favorite. Yeah, he was he was not happy with that question. Well, if you don't have kids, maybe you can answer <laughs> he, that question. He, he felt that was a little, I don't know, that was beyond the pale of wine <laughs> questions. And look what I'm doing. You see what I'm doing? Look at this. You are swirling the I wine. I am actually swirling the wine. It's great. And I am going to check out the aroma of this Jay wine. Jay would be thrilled. What is it about Australians that know that they know so much about winemaking that people gravitate towards there? I mean, as as Americans, we assume, you know, Napa and you would go to the West Coast if available. But what is it about Australia that's been drawing both of you, I mean, that drew both of yeah. you to study there? Well, I can tell you that when I decided that I want to study um, outside and do it academically, um, I asked around and everyone told me that that was like the best program available because it was very technical. There is a winery and a vineyard inside the campus. Mm. So that's they, the way they to are, go to school. yeah, yeah. Definitely. And, so it's um, a party school. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I still have pictures of stepping over grapes and drinking nice. beer during studying. So That's a tough class. <laughs> <laughs> you know, classes like that at Stern. Um, okay, so that was so that's the hardcore kind of education. That that's yeah. the intense education. The 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 chemical you know, components to winemaking. It's not, there is a science. Oh, yeah, definitely. It's chemistry, um, um, microbiology. You have to know the, the yeast and how they work and everything. There way is a beyond lot of, us. Uh, way yeah. beyond us. Nahum, you're nodding as if you knew that <laughs> I, there were all no, these components I, to winemaking. No, make. I know that it's completely beyond my scope. Okay. I would not be able to attend the class like that. Now, I, I have to admit something. We've done shows from wineries in the past, and today I'm having a bad aroma day. I'm having a, you know, sometimes I, I, I smell the wine, 
I breathe it in. I don't want to use the word smell. I breathe in the wine. And I immediately get, you know, an aroma that strikes me. And today I'm having a bad aroma day. It's just not hitting me right away. Zach, am I suffering from something I should know about? Is there a, is there a malady or dilemma you, that's... Yeah. Are you saying that this is a bad aroma? No. No, no, no. I'm just having well, a just, bad day where I can't it identify it right away. Like I could smell... Oh, yeah, that smells familiar. Oh, I can diagnose it all right. <laughs> you can diagnose it? Why am I having a bad aroma day? I need to know. So right now I'm with this, uh, I'm with the, me, me and this Eitan Assembush are, are spending time together, right? This delicious wine that's in the Barkan winery. And I smelled, Zach, give me a hint. Give me a hint. What am I smelling? You want to go for, uh, for black fruit. You want to go for, for some oak. Yeah. Some black go, pepper. Yeah. You want to go for some black pepper. You want to go for, See? maybe try to think of, um. What do you got? What do you got, Miriam? What do you got? I'm not. I'm not sure. You see, you're but suffering from the same well, thing. Well, remember, we just opened the mm-hmm. bottle, so oh, yeah. When when you open <laughs> the bottle, you need to. I didn't know there was, a, there was a timing issue on the aroma. Yeah, oh, yeah. The bottle was just opened. Yeah. Okay, but I will. The first thing I can note is that it is definitely has a different aroma than the other wine that we just tasted. Oh, the that's a start. Down there on the left, that's next to that bottle of white. That's next to the cheese. That was uh, the bottle uh, of red. That's Merlot. Merlot. Yeah, right. You tasted the one that I said plum. Merlot. I said plum. Right, yeah. and I said cherries. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I said cherries. So, so I definitely smell. That if I have these two next to each other, which is exactly what I have, besides the fact that the color content is completely different, but there's definitely a different aroma. Yeah. Blackberry? Can I say blackberry? Definitely. I can I can get away with that. That's yeah, a good yeah, answer. Definitely. Sure, they're going to smile That's and nod at anything you say. I'm going to applaud for myself because the blackberry <laughs> answer was in good fact job, correct. Good job. I need I that. Mean, I need that note glossary. That uh, that note. That yeah, uh, wheel. The, the wine wheel. wheel. Yeah, that Nini was referring to. All right. Um, I don't have the language for it. Machaim, Let's see how this one tastes. Machaim. Very smooth. Very smooth. Very, Very smooth. Yeah. yeah. That's probably the uh, the one thing that you can say about that series is that it just it just perfectly balanced. Every single wine from this series is just made uh, to perfection. Really. So how do you know when a wine is not balanced? I mean, has how is a novice like I'm sitting here drinking two glasses of wine, looking like a big shot? How would I know? <laughs> okay. <laughs> How would I know that there's an, that there's some kind of imbalance in the wine? What would I taste or what would be wrong? Well, Anything that you taste very, very strongly. Like if okay. you smell it and you smell oak, like a lot of oak, that means that it's not balanced. If you drink it and it's too sweet, too sour. You like how the three winemakers are <laughs> sure. lecturing you on this. Yeah, I'm enjoying this tremendously. Yeah. Well, first of all, when I when I see you drink wine, the first thing that I notice is the way you hold your glass. I'm Ooh, sure they are a little are, too comfortably. Our listeners yeah. can, can't really can't really see that. Well, they can. But they can. oh, all right. Yeah. <laughs> would you? Would you? Yeah. Why is it all too comfortable? <laughs> it's, it's very. The glass feels good. Oh, I'm holding it the wrong way? On the stem. <laughs> oh, because I'm warming up the wine. Exactly. Jay exactly. taught me that. Jay would be very embarrassed. <laughs> uh, obviously right. not a good student. So see, yeah, that, I really don't why. know what I'm doing. Okay. <laughs> when it comes to drinking, she seems to know what she's doing. So this is the, you said this is the lightest of the three. It's the more elegant, yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I, can, oh, I, yeah, could see, uh, <laughs> I could see opening up the Pesach Seder. With this wine, Definitely. I could see that for sure. This Definitely. is. I'm being asleep by Magid. No, I could. I could <laughs> see opening up the seder. This would be my first cup 
would be this wine. And last. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would walk to the Lower East Side to watch you drink a full coast of this. All right. So that's the uh, that's the assemblage uh, from Aton. Aton assemblage 2011. Yeah. Again, what? it's a blend from the Jerusalem hills. Okay. That's why it's Eitan, no. by the way. Oh. The name. It's a name of a mountain in the region that we made the blend. How many? Eitan. And how big was the harvest? I mean, how many how many bottles were made? In from this one, around uh, around twelve thousand bottles. We call that a lot or not? We um well. That and, runs uh, out fast. For right? our, yeah, yeah. For us, it's not a lot. For yeah. a big winery, for a small winery, it's a lot. Can I tell you what happens in the United States? When yep. one of those limited uh, runs, I'm being serious about this. You're going to think I'm joking. And I don't care what the distributor tells you. This is really what happens. When one of these limited runs from Barkan shows up in the U.S., 8,000, 6,000 bottles, whatever it is, somebody or a group of people buy up the entire stock <laughs> and hoard it for the entire season. And I know you think I'm kidding. I know this for a fact. Are these your friends? <laughs> no, I'm telling you. <laughs> I know connected to one of them? There are people who look... For a limited supply of some great wine to come out, and they're going to pounce on it. I don't know how the retailers uh, cooperate with them, but sometimes they do. And they're going to make sure to have you know that wine because there are people who who feel that they, they must have that specific wine throughout the entire season, you know, throughout the entire year. So there you go. Now I'm letting you in on a secret of what happens with your hmm. with your wines. That so are you're limited. saying we not to say it's special edition. Yes, exactly. What you saying? So, so not tell them that it's a special edition, and then no, I think it's legitimate. I think it's legitimate to let them know it's a special edition. I just want you to know there's a rush. There's often a okay. rush okay. for those types when they when people. People find out that it's in limited supply. So, okay. just thought I'd let you know. All right, what do we have yeah, next? All right, let's go next. Let's do, yeah, the Tzafit. Tzafit. Yeah, this is this the wild is, uh, card, the Tzafit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's one of my favorite wines to make, definitely. Now, I'm going to try to pour this like Eitan. Am I going to horrify you by the I mean, like Zach, Eitan. Eitan's the wine. As long as you won't. No, this is wrong, right? This would be wrong. You can try that at the end and see. Like this. But this is wrong also. This is too like a balabat. Balabayat. Right? This is wrong. Hi. I have no idea. <laughs> no, look, when, when, when you try to pour a wine... Would it be better to pour it like this or keep, no, 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 keep no, no, it no. on the just table? Never touch the glass and never no matter what okay, you so do. Okay, so while Malcolm is Stand back properly or improperly pouring the wine, as so the case may be, why, h- how bad or I, what does it really do to the... very good, by the way. That was very good. What does, <laughs> what does it do to the wine when you're holding the glass from... This is the this is the bulb? This is what this part is called? The bulb Maybe. and the stem? Yeah. Sure. Oh, okay. Let's okay. So one. when you're holding it here, what does it do to the wine when you actually... When the heat of your hand warms up the wine? Is it that well, bad? Well, every wine that you drink once you come into a restaurant, let's say, all right, uh, should, be, should be poured at the right temperature for that wine. If it's a white wine, it should be fairly cold at about 8 or 4 or 12, depending on the wine. And if it's a red, it should be around 18, 19 to, to 21, maybe. And then when you hold your glass, it will the bowl, change the temperature. It will change the temperature of the wine. We're and talking then, Celsius, correct? Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, yes. And then maybe slightly change the aromas that come out of the wine. Basically, we're talking about uh, as you as you warm up the wine or as you warm up anything, any aroma will just uh, evaporate quickly. We're with Erit and Zach. We're tasting wine. They are they are uh, phenomenal uh, wine makers here at Barkan. I am. Uh, what is this called again? I don't know Swirling. It's it's a it smells completely it's a different. Yeah. Mm. Well, that's the Mediterranean wine for us. Um, There's a salty smell. Is that possible? Yeah. It is. It, it's Did you a hear blend? that? I just recommended that there's a salty smell, and I was given there was a, a buzzing. There was yeah. a buzzing in my ear. <laughs> I was given a yes. I was given a yes. They're yes. very polite. Yeah. These I know they're very polite. <laughs> 
Now, but this one, uh, this one, uh, wine was, uh, is a blend of, uh, completely different varieties. It's not Cabernet, it's not Merlot that everyone is used to. It's a blend of, um, uh, varieties called Marcelan, Caladoc, wow. Pinotage, and Carignan. Why uh, is, is it less aromatic to me than the other one? Is that, just, is that legitimate, that it would be less aromatic? Well, no, just give it, uh, a, few it more, yeah, oh, a few more seconds. Okay, okay. I, got, I got plenty of time. This <laughs> might sound completely crazy, but I smell black licorice. That sounds completely crazy. No, that's actually quite uh, quite, quite <laughs> accurate. Yeah. I mean, I do smell, it, it's kind of earthy and really interesting and kind of dark. And There's something about this Okay, one just to note that we're bringing out the cheddar and the Merlot cheese. Mm. Yeah. And now, which one would complement this wine? Should try it on your own and see what it uh, okay. see what it feels like. Yeah. yeah. Hey, jump right in. Don't yeah, ask for recommendations. Exactly. Don't ask for help. <laughs> jump right in. You know what? All the cheddar's now for me. That's all I'm gonna tell you. Okay. That's it. Okay. Excellent. Hold on. The wild card I just tasted. <laughs> the wild card of uh, of Shoot. Tzafit. <laughs> what am I up to? You don't remember which one you're supposed to be drinking? I think this is one. Yeah. Already, we just had two glasses. We have to start labeling them. <laughs> I think it's going to be this one for oh, the wow. first the first glass of the Pesach Seder. Yeah, I would give up the other one. Yeah, I like this one oh. more. I like this <laughs> one. Okay. Yeah. It's different because there different. isn't any Cabernet or Merlot, the, the varieties that we're used to. It's completely different. It gives uh, different no, flavors. There's no, what's the, the word? One. There's no... Um, it's a good thing we're not flying the plane. There's no it. kickback. There's no, you know what I'm saying? Aftertasters. Not aftertasters. I don't know. The other one had a kick to it at the end. This one, it seems to me, is bite. being smoother. Bite. Right, it had a bite at the end, the other one. All and right. this one is a bit I like smoother. This, yeah. yeah, there's yeah. probably a, a bit less tannins just because of the varieties. When you uh, okay, what are tannins for everyone who? Th- oh, there's a lot of tannins. This is uh, very uh, good. Is the third okay. one better than this one? This is really good. You're I like this one them a to lot. Pick it's it's I know, but this one yeah. is really taste good. Taste the cheddar, by the way. The I will taste the, the cheddar. Is, is insane. So one thing I can't get confused now. The eight ton was the first one. That Safit is the one I'm going crazy about. Yeah. Why is that name Safit? Safit. It's the region. Um, wow. I, the vineyard is at a place called Tel Tzafit. So it's it's a little hill called Tzafit. Hey, Leo, on West Englewood Avenue in Teaneck, New Jersey, at <laughs> Filler Up Wine. Make sure you have this one. It's called Tzafit Assemblage. you think he has it? Do you think he has it over there in Teaneck? Yeah, I, yeah. I hope uh, so. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I hope so. Wow. This All is right. good. That's the second one. We have one more to go from this series. I think we just decided to stay here all day. I think we just decided that... ZK is driving home. <laughs> okay. This one is? Reichan. Reichan. It's to, yeah, to Reichan. say. Reichan. Do I have a... Uh, nope. I need a glass. Oh, you need a glass. There you go. Are you going to wash all the glasses? No. Yeah. Okay. I plan on it. You know what? I'm just going to finish this glass. I don't want to make it feel badly. <laughs> yeah. All right. This is the Reichan. The word Reach is in there. Yeah. Aroma, right? Well, it's it's a mountain, Rechan, yeah. in the Upper Galilee, uh, cl- close to um, El, um, how do you say it, um, Moshav. Uh, yeah, it's like a settlement. Or yeah, yeah. What do we call it? The I city, uh, village. It. Well, yeah, village. like a village, right. I would say. Well, yeah, it's right. called Rechania. So. By the uh, way, were all of these wines featured at the Kosher Food and Wine Experience? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All the all the assemblages were there. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Wow. I think we were. Have you skipped them? Have I you? don't know. I, <laughs> I, I, think we I, I like having our own kosher food and wine experience here ourselves. Yeah, yeah but so when you when you sit here and the other when one you talk about the wines and when you kind of you know notice them a bit more, they, yeah, then they tend shows. to be better. Yeah. Who represented Barkhan then at the at the event? I don't remember. I'm who not. was who was in the United States? You know, who was at uh, the big event there? 
Oh, yeah? Shmuel, boxer. And Shmuel, boxer, was there. Uh, yeah, he usually there. I'm enjoying this tremendously. Okay, so let's talk about this wine. One second, I'm, I'm doing my taste test and my aroma. This one needs a little more to time to, to open up because there is about 70% Cabernet in it. So okay. it's a bigger wine, a little bigger than the other ones. Okay, so you're going to find this very silly no. because it's well, wine. put down the glass and move the knife. <laughs> <You know? Yes. laughs> but the first, <laughs> this is going to be hilarious. What's the first thing I smelled when I smelled this? <laughs> grapes is the first thing I smelled. <laughs> That's very original. I really smell grapes. I'm not kidding. As if they'd be sitting here on the table in front of me. Okay. Maybe we can edit that out. Okay. <laughs> the first thing I smelled was olive leaves. Is there olive in here? For those of us allergic to olives, is that a problem? <laughs> I can't even take you seriously right now. I'm wow. Sorry. Okay. No, but it's kind of green. It's really Cabernet style, like an Israeli Cabernet-driven wine. It and definitely it has that green element. And I, I specifically see it as, um, it as olive leaves. I don't know why, but it just, it just comes to me. I'm going to trouble you for a clean glass. This is the one we're yeah, up to sure. now. And we, I need another one because there's... Well, yeah. yeah, there's well, two more here. plenty. I want to tell you something. There's a visitor in my glass. Remember a moment ago <laughs> I said the Eitan was the best uh-huh. of the three? Remember I said that? Yes. I am revising my opinion. Ooh. Oh. <laughs> wow, you have commitment issues. Okay. If I'm looking at this one... So, it's to me, it smells like the that aroma is the better wrong fills one. the entire glass. This one. Yeah. That is the wrong one. Should be the Reichan. You're supposed to take the Reichan. Here, oh. yeah. here we go. Yeah. Here we go. That was okay, Paul passed me the wrong one. <laughs> yep. Okay. Here we go. No, it's right here. Yeah. That's the Okay. Here. Uh, okay, okay. Try this and stay out of trouble. <laughs> <laughs> of the three, is this? Uh, I don't think this is an unfair question. Of the three, is this the most expensive? Are they all no, no, the same they're price? all the same. They're all the same what price. Is, and what are they priced? Just so that we have a. Um, well, in in I mean, in are Israel, we buying enough of this for our entire seder, or this is something for a special night? Well, um, it's a, it's about um, if I remember right, it's about thirty dollars in the states for a bottle. Okay. About thirty dollars on some, the shelf. I know oh. people in my neighborhood yeah. who would pay thirty dollars easily for this. Yeah, There's yeah, it's a, it's um, it's a high level of, but it's mm-hmm. will go sooner to the like the premium that goes higher. Wow. Uh, I like the uh, I like this, but I definitely like the second one better. What was the second one? That's a fit. Yep, that one. I disagree. Okay. I think this is the best you of the three. You know, we don't have to agree on everything. That that's the more Bordeaux, um, old world kind of uh, style. The third one, it's a uh, it's a blend of Cabernet Merlot and um, and Did you Shiraz. Guys want cheese, we're we're hoarding it. <laughs> no, no, we're okay. Oh yeah. By we the way, the cheeses sharing. are made here in this, not in the winery, but in the region. Well, the whole should. idea of the visitor center is to hold all the products that are made here in the region. So we should ask about that. How is your how is the winery? How has the winery impacted on the? on tourism in this area or on other businesses in this area as well. Do you work together? Are you? Uh, is there some kind of a cooperative? Well, or the vineyard is a partnership. Yeah, right? the, the vineyards vineyard. with, with the kibbutz. Right. And so that's a start uh, right there. Yeah, yeah. So, um, and we have vineyards all over the region. Right. So right. we work with a lot, not only this kibbutz, but other kibbutzes and uh, villages around. And we, we bring all the stuff that... Um, Cheeses and uh, jams and stuff like that that people make, uh, but really how the um, the touristy over here we won't know. Really. We yeah. are stuck in the winery all day, so <laughs> Nani will probably be the best. So we need person. Nini to come back. Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. I got it. I got yeah. it. I got it. All right, stay where you are. We, we're going to take a break now. Uh, we've had the assemblage uh, assemblage trio of wines, really good. 
I'm still. I think. I think if I was really pressed, it would be the Reichan. For you, it's the is the Tzafid, right? Tzafid. Whatever the second one yeah, was. Yeah, for you it was the Tzafid. And yeah. the uh, AA meeting starts in about an hour. <laughs> Very fun. <laughs> More coming up. We're at the Barkan Winery with some amazing winemakers here at at uh, the Nahum Siegel Network. <laughs>
The Nahum Single Network, we're with uh, Erie Tabaxer Shank, who is a winemaker, and uh, Zach Meltzer, who is the youngest winemaker here at the Barkhan Wineries. We're reminding our listeners, especially those of you who are traveling over this uh, weekend and uh, toward the beginning of the week uh, to Israel for Pesach, don't forget the Barkhan Vineyards Experience, their wine experience center is open. It's open the entire Chol Hamoid. You can come and enjoy it. Go to the website for information, barkhan-winery.co.il. Barkhan-winery.co.il. I'll point out to both of you what I said off the air. The, the bars on the side of this facility are simply remarkable. I mean, this is not just a great wine facility in terms of what to taste, but it's just beautiful to see as well. Yeah. So. Yeah. And it is designed to, to get a whole bus in one time. That's why there is two right. bars. Two long side, so. bars <laughs> with the thought in mind that there are about 50 people on a bus, right? Yes, exactly. exactly. <laughs> Simple as that. Yeah. <laughs> That's how it works. All right. We went through an amazing series a moment ago. Zach, what do you have in front of you over there? All right. The next uh, series that we're going to taste is the Altitude Series, hmm. uh, which basically gives um, the differences of altitudes on the same variety. Okay, so we got um, Cabernet Sauvignon wines from three different altitudes and three different vineyards uh, across the country, mostly from the north. Um, and we're going to try the 624, which is plus 624 meters above uh, sea level, okay. and the, uh, the 720, which is, again, 720 meters above sea level. And there's a great difference, huh? There is a great difference, and... Um, I hope you can notice it. Yeah, oh, you know an expert like That's myself, it won't pass me by without being noticed. That's absolutely, sure. nothing gets by when it comes to wine, there, boss. Nothing. We're trying which one first? Oh, we'll give you both at the same time, to so compare. you can yeah, completely yeah. compare. And again, this is um, our premium series. There it's Valak. There you go. So that's on the, the seven twenty. Oh, no, seven twenty no, on the left. Seven twenty on the left. No. left. no, no, this is the same. Okay. Oh, those this are the same? This is the 720. So this is the 720. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Okay, and that means this is the oh. 624. Yeah. I need post-it notes. This is your 624, and this is your 720. Mm-hmm. For me, it's the opposite. I'll turn it around so we okay. both have the same. Sure. Which one are we starting with? The, the 624. Sure. This is the left, right? 624 is the one on the left. The aroma, Miriam Wallach. The aroma. The aroma. Okay, yes. my bad. One Don't underestimate the aroma. Very important. I'm holding the glass properly now, Zach. Well, yes, you are. That's for Zach to judge, not for you to judge. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here we go. What are you missing? Okay, this is going to sound completely crazy, but when I grapes, <laughs> <laughs> why? I do this alone. When I <laughs> there's a there's an aroma here, like I'm smelling port. There is something in here. Dessertish. There's some dessertish. No, just port specifically port. Well, that's a dessert wine. Well, that's like dry fruit. Like dried plums, plums, um, mm. yeah, or a little yeah, bit of raisins, right, something in of there. Raisin, yeah. Right, yeah. That and heavy, that, comes that kind of super a, sweet, whatever that is, is yeah. very sweet, concentrated fruit. Dried fruit. Yep. That's exact. That's exactly it, but not as heavy as a port, which is yeah. one of my favorite things to drink. And why not? Right. Yeah. Exactly. Completely. But that's from but the 624. It's the raisins. This is the yeah. 624. Right? It's the raisins. 624. It's like yeah. the raisins. Yeah. yeah. Okay. It's full of fruit. Okay. It's yeah. really fruit-driven, and it just brings up those, Doesn't you know, taste like port at all. Doesn't <laughs> taste like port, probably. <laughs> yeah. Not as sweet. No, it tastes Completely lighter. Completely dry, yeah. Uh, it's, n- it's not sweet. Right. That would be... 
No, but also it tastes smoother. There's also no sediment at the bottom, which is something I always find with port that throws me off a little bit. It seems like you were about to criticize my wine uh, acumen, so watch yourself. No, I was just smiling and nodding. Or neither, just This staring. is the 720. Uh, we're yeah. starting on the 720 yeah. now? Yeah. Okay. The idea is as you go up. In uh, sea level. In the sea level. Right. You in the get height cooler of the climate. You right. get just cooler climate. And cool climate will give different aromas to the fruit. Oh, this is a much stronger aroma. This is a much... It's less fruit. It's more like um, green herbs. You smell the field. You smell the vineyard here in this wine. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Miriam Wallach. One second. I'm labeling the wine. You smell the vineyard in this one. I'm walking in the vineyard when I smell this wine. You are not driving back. I am walking in the vineyard as I smell this wine. Well, that's why we gave you only two of them and not the three. Because (laughs) we have more and... Yeah, it definitely, it's greener. It's exactly. greener. Yeah. It's You're a getting it all right. I, I hope we're getting my facial She's bothering me terribly. Right. She's getting it all right today. Trust me, she's not usually this good at it. I'm not this good at it. You know why? Because we're not doing whites. If we were doing whites, I'd have nothing to say. I don't drink white. You should. She's such I don't an like ex- white. She's such an expert. She I don't like drink white. white. I don't like white. She's such an expert. She's already that makes me un- more unhappy than a Chardonnay. Wow. And there are plenty of things that make this. me unhappy, wow. I'll Listen be honest with you. Okay, that's you never had the Barkhan <laughs> one. I did not. I was not part of that first segment of the show. Mm. Thank you for pointing it out. <laughs> that, was a good, that was a good one. Yeah. So here's my assessment. I'm having a lot of trouble putting it into words today. You know, sometimes we do the wine shows and it just flows out. It could be the wine. I'm having trouble putting it into words today. But I like the first one better. I like, I like the, the second one better. All right. So the I like first the second one, one better. first one, since it came um, from a lower region... Incorporates a lot more fruit. It's a lot more yeah. fruit driven. It's uh, it has a lot of uh, dried fruit. It and seems plums. sharper to me the first one, like a sharpness that I don't have in the second one. No, uh, oh, it's uh, it's a bit more fresh, like more acidic, That's a little bit. That's the sharp, the, the a little more acidic to it because of the fruit. But it's a lot of also uh, like sweet spices, mm. cinnamon, yeah, uh, cloves. Yeah, definitely so. the first. You say the first, huh? Yeah, because it has that raisin. Kind I like of the second one. Maybe All right, that's that's the port element that yes. you like. All right, it tastes enough. milder, maybe. Maybe that's why I just uh, it does it doesn't have as pronounced flavors, right? Yeah. Well, the second one is since it is from a cooler climate. <laughs> why are you laughing at me? <laughs> I have no choice. What do you have no choice? Since it is from. Want me to teach you about pronounced flavors? Yes, I'll please, teach you about pronounced do. flavors. Yeah. 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 Sign up for my course. Well, Zach is. appreciates my. Uh, my brilliance on this topic. Zach, <laughs> is, um, Zach is a gentleman. Zach's too polite. Right Zach's way too, too polite. polite. <laughs> I'm sorry, I inter- interrupted. You um, what was I saying? <laughs> about the, no about the, um, about the, um, the higher, uh, the cooler right. climate that it comes from, basically uh, gives a lot more green elements to the wine. Um, tannins are a bit more pronounced. And as you as you taste the wines, you could feel that it is a bit. It kind of bites you a little bit more on the palate. And um, so you're saying, a bit bigger in so a way. So you're saying that the seven would be the, the seven what twenty seven twenty. You would say you say that one would have the bigger bite, and yeah. yet I tasted both. No, okay. no, and it's um, that one will need a little more time to age because of it. So okay. uh, so it opens up a little later. That's why. All right. It opens up a little later, meaning what? Meaning have it, it ten mean, minutes from now. Yeah, yeah. and yeah, and it's um, it age a little more. Have it 10 minutes from now. Am I right or wrong? Yes. Exactly. Yeah. Definitely. That's what it means. Okay. You open up the bottle. You let it sit for a while. Exactly. And when and you, you start the Pesach Seder, right. 
don't open a bottle and then pour the first glass. It open a bottle. On bottle. It depends on which open, one. Open which it one. And 20 minutes later, you, you yeah. pour the first or glass. Or you pour the glass the and leave it alone. Yeah. Right. Okay. You can use a decanter. You can use just the bottle itself. You can use glasses. Just put it aside. If it's a good bottle, if it's a, like an Altitude Series bottle, just which, open it which and has leave been it. on oak for almost two years, it needs a bit of time to relax, wow. you know? I Don't mean, we all need a little time to relax? You see, yeah. you see, you, you should treat the wines as you treat yourself. Exactly. You, you cannot do this with a timer, correct? You cannot put a timer on a barrel. You have to always taste it in yeah. order to yeah. see. Yeah. But you're saying two years, that's an average length, obviously. Yeah. yeah. Right. But you have to go and taste it and all determine for yourself mm-hmm. if this has, if it's now at its optimal Strength, it's optimal bouquet. I don't know. I mean, yeah. you know yeah. all the terms. We have five thousand barrels behind. That's us. it. There's five thousand. <laughs> five thousand wine. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you need any help? <laughs> you need any help with this? And we taste all of them. With all time, the time, we will taste all of them. Yeah, yeah. all wow. of them, all the time. How much tasting do you do a day? Or there's no such thing. It, it, it depends on the. Today year. I've depends. been through sixty-four. This barrels? Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. we're taking. We're taking. Yeah. We're taking you away from forty more. I've got yeah. 40 more to yeah. go through oh after this. Yeah. We're taking you away from barrel tasting? I yeah. feel yeah. terrible. But it's yeah. all right. I mean, I'm... Okay. I, can I can take a break. Do you need it some help? Be. Do you want us to help out? <laughs> <laughs> Nahum's really good at as, this. As I was about yeah. to say, it can be a pretty tedious work and kind of hard work. It is. Since, yeah. I mean, yeah, just like trying. anybody listening but, but would no believe that. Us, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, people. No I, I'm us. telling people that I'm, um, I'm having tastings or barrel tastings, and then say, "Oh, you drink wines all day long, isn't yeah, it fun? Isn't, fun it, yeah. isn't it cool?" But, yeah. Yeah. but, it, but it's your, it's your tasting that determines the future of the wine and whether. It, yeah, yeah. At the end, it's a big responsibility. Yeah, it is. We are drinking altitude in New York and New Jersey, based on what you felt when you eventually <laughs> tasted that barrel of wine. Essentially, right? No yeah, pressure. That's essentially the what's going on. The entire time, the the picking of the grapes is by tasting. Right. The, the fermentation is by t- tasting. Everything is by tasting. Can we talk for a second about representing Israel at different wine? Um, yeah, is that a big deal to you or not, knowing that you're representing the state of Israel, the people of Israel, when you go to wine shows? And, you know, for us, it's like a very big deal. We're always encouraging people to buy Israeli wines. It's a very big topic for us to support the Israeli economy. Is there that element for you or... And that doesn't really enter into the whole yeah, thing. Yeah, of course. Um, I went one time, um, there is one sh- uh, store in Manhattan who has Israeli section. Mm. Yeah, not kosher, Israeli section. <laughs> I go a lot, uh, I do it twice a year. Right. Go to uh, New York, New Jersey and go through all the uh, stores and there is one and that's like my favorite. <laughs> to see Israeli section Israeli and not section. a kosher one. <laughs> yeah. Very nice. So people will go and buy Israeli wine, not that's kosher amazing. wine. Right, and from what I know, if I'm thinking of the same store, it's a very large place. Right, it's a very large uh, that that prides itself on having wines from around the world. So Israel having a section there is obviously a very big thing. All right, let's take one more break and then we'll do one more segment. We could, we could do one more segment of tasting. We have yeah, uh, sure. You want to do? We have a lot more on the table. You want to do some whites? Sure. You'll do some white wine. Whatever you want. Well, what can I tell you? It's your I want, network. I want to introduce you to some good, high quality stuff. Okay. As recommended by our friends back in the United States to visit the Barkan Vineyard, the Barkan Experience, Barkan Winery. Uh, you could do the same thing, especially as we keep recommending. Do it this coming week during Cholamoid Pesach. So, excuse me, so many of our listeners are going to be in Israel. Barkan-winery.co.il. Barkan-winery.co.il. 
Dariel, Irit, and Zach will join us for one more segment coming up as we continue to review some of the wines. If you're in the New York, New Jersey area or anywhere in the United States that has a good wine store, you can find the Altitude series uh, that we know. We've seen it there before. It is also an amazing recommendation. Check it out for the upcoming holiday. This is the Nahum Siegel Network. Achinu kol des Israel, anisunim batzarau vashivya, haomdim bein bayam, uhu bein bayavasha. Achinu kol des Israel, anisunim batzarau vashivya, haomdim bein bayam.
This is the Nachum Siegel Network, and uh, we are at the Markan Winery. I remind everybody that we are um, that we are going to uh, recommend, continue to recommend to our listeners the Barkan Experience at the Wine Experience Center uh, here in Israel. You can join uh, the Barkan Experience on Cholamoid Pesach. That's right. It's just about a week or so away, believe it or not. Barkan-winery.co.il. Barkan-winery.co.il. Uh, joining our incredible uh, team of wine tasters and wine makers, uh, Irit and uh, Zach, is the CEO of the Barkan Winery, and that's Shmuel Boxer. Shalom, and thank you very much for having us here. Shalom, and welcome to Israel. I greatly appreciate that. You have seen this winery grow to this amazing and incredible facility. It must be the most remarkable feeling for you to get to this point. 
Uh, you see, uh, this this winery is like a, my of my, my one of my children. I didn't see how it's go. I started it from the beginning. Wow. When it was when I started, it was very small, and now we grow, we grow, and now we are uh, number one in Israel. By all definitions, we we are bigger than Carmel, and uh, we are about 25% of all the wine market in Israel. You are the biggest, the, the largest in Israel. In Israel, yeah. I, I don't. I, I hope people out there who have a historical perspective of the yeah. wine industry in Israel understand how unbelievable a statement that is, and how yeah. incredible a statement it's that incredible. is. It was in my future plans. Right. Uh, but uh, we we achieved much better than the plants right. when we started in 1990, 25 years ago. We crushed 1,700 1, tons of grapes. That's all. Right. This uh, last uh, harvest, 2014, we crushed 13,800 tons. So it's 25% of all the capacity in Israel, and now we are, uh, we can proudly say that we are the biggest. Where was the uh, facility in 1990? The facility was in Barkan, mm-hmm. in Samaria, when we started, and uh, we moved for, we started the movement from there in 2000, because the place was not big enough. We, we didn't have land to expand. Right. To, to increase the winery, and so we started the moving in 2000. It took us t- almost eight years, because we, we built and we move, move facilities. Right. And uh, we finished the, the movement in 2008. Now you can see. It's remarkable, and there are major companies, and I don't have to give out the details to everybody yeah. out there, but there are major companies who are now... Uh, with you in this amazing investment of Barkhan, and they've uh, achieved a, uh, a status in the Israeli economy, in the Israeli business world that's amazing. In addition to that, you enjoy an incredible following outside of Israel. I know this because I'm based in the New York, New Jersey area. But all yeah. over the United States, you have an incredible following. To what do you attribute this amazing desire that people have, kosher wine drinkers have for Barkhan wines outside of Israel? You know, uh, at the beginning, there was a lake of uh, grapes in Israel. But I always looked to the export, and I focused on the Jewish communities all over the world. And, of course, the biggest uh, market is the USA. And I invested wines that we didn't have enough for the Israeli market in the export markets because I looked, you know, we are the Jewish, we look <laughs> down the road. Th- yes. <laughs> Back th- thousand years and in the front uh, tens and hundred years. Right, so, exactly. And, and I saw that, and I thought that the future is not only Israel. The future is the, the whole world. Right. And we started to invest in the American market and we started from nothing. Zero wine in America. I assume and, in the New York area, most and, likely. And thank God, yes, we start, of right. course, with the with the uh, um, New York uh, uh, area, and right. then New Jersey, and then now we are selling in 48 states. There are 48 Eight states, states in that, America that sell Barkan wine? Even Alaska and, and, and Hawaii. Unbelievable. Yeah, yeah, now, now we can go to Hawaii. Shmuel. Now you can go to Hawaii, to, to, to Alaska, of course, Florida, the big places, of course, but 
48 states. Shmuel Boxer is with us, CEO of the Barkhan Winery. Um, I, I hope that the, that our younger team of uh, winemakers are not going to be intimidated to yeah. offer their opinion while you're sitting here yeah. about this incredible wine we're about yeah. to taste. You know, I they, hope they're not going to be shy to, to uh, give their uh, opinion in front of it, you. It, it's no, no problem. Because <laughs> I know I'm already feeling it. I, 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 push, I push them forward. I think that they are the future of the winery. And you want them yeah. to... Of, Otherwise, they will not sit here. No, <laughs> I will true. be alone here. That's a good point. Yes. Can you tell our audience yeah. what we're going to be tasting, why this is considered to be one of the premier Barkhan wines? Uh, we are tasting now the Barkhan Superior, right. 2011. This is our top wine, our flag wine. This is the, our best wine. This is the one everybody wants. Uh, everyone, but not everyone uh, can afford it. Right. But, of course, uh, you know, everyone wants to be... They want number one. Today, yes, number one. Uh, this is our number one wine in Balkan Winery. And this wine that uh, uh, we produce only in a special use. It's the, the, the winemakers that decide and make the blend. And uh, I only drink it. <laughs> That's the one you like to drink. <laughs> yes, I'm on the good side of the I, business. I was only half joking yeah. earlier. We were yeah. discussing some wines that are only available in limited supply. And yeah. I was joking about people, not not only joking, because it, it is true that some people would like to buy up those cases and save them. Yeah. Is, is this one that would necessarily be in limited supply? Or even a number one wine like this could be many, many tens of thousands of cases. No, 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 no. This is a, always, it's limited. It has to be a limited supply. It, it, it's, it's so special. It's not has to, it's, it, this kind is limited because if you are going to the highest and the top quality, right. you cannot have, uh, even with our big numbers of, of grapes and bottles, to have this quality, you must maintain the best of the best. Understood. You know, there are years that we don't produce this wine. Right. Because that all, all, all even all over our, our the country, Israel country and all over our vineyards, not every we can find this quality. Right. And those seasons, people are very disappointed. So what we can do? <laughs> we we can do with this wine only the top. All right, uh, Irit, are you ready to to uh, explain to yeah. us what we're going to be smelling and tasting in this wine? Yeah, definitely. What do we got? What 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 is the? Uh, well, first of all, it's us? a Cabernet Sauvignon. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is a ninety percent Cabernet Sauvignon. It has a little bit about six percent Merlot. And 4% Petit Vedo, okay. which is kind of the traditional Bordeaux blend. The idea adding the Merlot and the Petit Vedo to the Cabernet will give it a little bit of roundness, a little bit of uh, more fruit-driven, oh. um, just mellow the edges that's of the Cabernet. Cabernet I already smell the fruit in it. I mean, yeah. I read that I've got. Yeah. You know, Shmuel, I'm no expert, but I'm learning here at the Barkhan Winery. I'm getting a tremendous education, yes. and I already smell the delicious fruit aroma. So come every month. We I all, should. Be all I, guests. Should, I should make it a regular <laughs> yeah. assignment to, to come ple- and learn with, more. With pleasure. <laughs> Zach, anything on the aroma you want yeah. to tell us? I think that this wine just brings everything to your nose. It brings oak. It brings sweetness. It brings vanilla and and cinnamon and oak and some nuttiness and good fruit. It just has so much. There's a lot of fruit in there. There's a lot going on in general. When you once you once you have once you have a sniff, you can think about it for like right. 30 minutes and then try to try to think to yourself what you what you smell what you what you. Uh, what you get from it. Shmuel L'chaim. L'chaim, L'chaim. Everybody enjoy. This is the... And Chag Sameach. Chag Sameach, Chag Kasher, Chag Sameach, Barkan Vineyard Superior 2011. It's a Cabernet Sauvignon.
amazing wine. That is a good yeah. wine. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that is a good wine. Yes. Miriam, what do you think? It's uh, it's not only promise, you know. It's oh, yeah, it's give a you the, yes. I'm I'm very much enjoying the wine, and I'm enjoying it with the two cheeses that are down here that I haven't decided whether or not I'm sharing them with you at the other side of the table. But this cheese called Daphna, which I've never had before. The Machengo I've, I've had, but the Daphna I've never had, and it has sage mm. in it. Oh, bay leaves. Sorry, bay leaves. My bad. And um, it also has a different kind of texture, so it's a little bit flakier, it's a little bit crummier kind of a thing, and it's a perfect pairing with this wine. Wow. And Zach is nodding in approval. Yeah. I just got a gold star from you, Zach. You're getting a good grade. Yeah. Um, uh, that I'm good at. I remind, that I'm good at. I remind everybody that uh, that the Barkan Superior 2011 is the perfect way to start the Pesach Seder. Yeah, right? Perfect course, way. If you want to impress your guests, if there are 30 or 40 people at your table, and you want to impress your guests, you make sure there's a case of Barkad Superior 2011 behind the, the front chair of your dining room. Or if there are people you don't like you. at your Seder, you might want to have this also. <laughs> if you don't like them, don't have them in the Seder. <laughs> well, family is family there. Yeah. So there you have it. This is yeah. We've had an amazing opportunity to taste some wines today. This one, as you say... Is superior. Yeah. Uh, I, I normally, you know, I would ask you, as yeah. of course the CEO, about future plans, but I don't know. It, it seems like you're at the top already. I don't, I don't know. know if there are any future plans. You know, there is always. Is there more to grow? To wish. There's yes. more to grow. Yes, is more to go. Now we are planning the expanding of the of the of the, the wine make winery in 2016. Wow. We want to on this spot where we are in this place. Right. Yes, uh, we want to to increase the capacity in around. 15 to 20% more. But, you know, we, we have the market. We build the market for years outside Israel. Right. And, of course, in Israel now we are number one. Right. And, and there is a place, you know, all over the world. I'm saying I'm selling a lot of wines, not only to the Jewish community. I'm saying in East Europe, in Russia, Ukraine, Czechia, Slovakia, Poland. They want good tasting wine. Yes, in the Far East, uh, in in China, Hong Kong. And, and, and you know, even in China, I sell wine with Hebrew letters because it's unique. It's unique. Of course, they are all kosher, kosher, kosher for all the wine. And, and you know, there is always place for a good wine with fair value. Money for it, and, and and the wine is good. Right. Uh, the the entire uh, um, range you have. Yeah. You have the very affordable for everybody out there. Obviously, as we've been indicating, yeah. there are wines for those who really know their wine as well, uh, for them to enjoy. Uh, Shmuel Tadaraba, thank you ah, so much. Thank you, and thank you a for pleasure. coming. A I will pleasure. send best uh, regards to the United States. And then have uh, everyone has a happy holiday and hug. Pesach, Kacher, Vesameach. Amen. And everybody can, who's coming to Israel could spend some time at the Barkan uh, Vineyard and Winery at their beautiful Barkan experience. So go to the website at barkan-winery.co.il. Iri Todarabalach, thank you thank so much. You. You. An amazing day here so far. And Zach, thank you so much for joining us as well. A great pleasure to have you here and to uh, taste some wines. More coming up. We'll do our final segment from the Barkan Winery. This is the Nahum Siegel Network. Om Rim Yeshna Eretz 
Final moments at the Barkan Vineyards, the Barkan Winery, the Barkan Experience here in Israel. I want to thank all of our special guests. Uh, earlier we had the opportunity to speak with the chief winemaker, Ed Salzberg. I thank him. Uh, Shmuel Boxer, who is the CEO of Barkan, was with us a few moments ago, and I thank him. Earlier today we spoke with uh, Nani Vandenberg, who is the head wine guide. She is the person that you want to make sure to meet when you come here during Pesach. Chol the uh, Barkan Vineyards Experience is open. The ex- Wine Experience Center is amazing. You are going to find an incredible facility. Uh, informa- excuse me, information, you can go to um, 
barkandashwinery.co.il, barkandashwinery.co.il. And the two people in charge of our tasting segment, which is always the most popular segment of all our wine shows, I want to thank uh, Irit Baxer-Shank and uh, Zach Meltzer. Thank you both very, very much. Uh, in charge of uh, educating us in the world of wine. And that's not an easy task, trust me. <laughs> that was their responsibility today. I feel bad, but hey, they, they've earned their salary today, I can tell you that much. Uh, I want to thank Jay Booksbaum, the number one kosher wine sommelier on planet Earth, who, of course, highly recommended that we come visit the Barkhan Winery and experience all this. A big thank you to Shimon Weinberg and, of course, the Eichi Herzog and Mati Herzog, our friends at Kedem Royal Wine who are always instrumental when it comes to wine travel for us at the Nachum Siegel Network. And a big thank you again to Travel Cell for keeping us connected to the United States, to the Inbal Hotel, our base here in Israel, and, of course, to the PC Guy. Check out thepcguide.co.il. I want to thank Paul Serkin for all his assistance. He does not only have a week's worth of work like people like myself, Miriam, and ZK have when we come to Israel. He's planning everything a month in advance uh, so that everything goes smoothly when we get to the Holy Land. So I thank him very, very much. Uh, we'll do our final uh, goodbyes from the Barkan Winery. Don't forget the website, barkan-winery.co.il. This is the Nachum Siegel Network. So I'm wishing you all a good Gebenstür. Friends of the Barkan uh, Winery. Again, check out the website, especially if you're coming here for Pesach to the Holy Land. It's barkan-winery.co.il, barkan-winery.co.il. This is the Nachum Siegel Network.
Ara dai 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 ara d